Hi, Sally. Hi, Tyler. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Hi, listeners. Welcome to our park podcast. A year ago today. It's a I podcast. I to say party, and then I was like, wait. Welcome that's... to our party cast. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's it. That's not the right <laughs> word. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like a party. Today, it definitely feels like a party. Yeah, totally. I'm very excited about it. Oh, oh, me too. Okay. <laughs> you and I both are like just like making breathing noises and trying to calm down. <laughs> um, it's a big day. It's a momentous occasion. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, the best thing that happened to you since some some time ago. <laughs> uh, the best thing that happened to me is actually what is happening right now because. I'm going to tell the story, but I'll do it quickly. So I had the inspiration to email Chris Gethard um, because I knew it was coming up on the one-year anniversary of his podcast, Beautiful Anonymous, right? Which is a great podcast. Everyone it's should It's a great podcast. To Tripod. And he's, he's a great host. Like, I really love – he's so on the side of his guests, and I really have appreciated that about him. So I was like, I'm going to email him and ask him to come on our podcast. And uh, – I was like, I'm going to email him through, I'm going to ask my friend Sebastian to pass along the email because he's in the comedy world and obviously they all know each other. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Sebastian was like, I don't have his email. And I was like, that's okay. I'm going to, I'm going to move ahead anyway. So I like went to Chris Gethard's website and I found the person that you send the inquiries to and I sent them, I revised the email slightly and sent it and like, didn't hear back, didn't hear back, didn't hear back. Then I had a dream where I talked to Chris Gethard and he said, yes, I'll come on the show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, am I going to hear back from these people or what? Uh, and I heard back from them and the answer was no, that unfortunately he didn't have time. Mm-hmm. So I was a little disappointed because he would have been the first guy to come on. And I think he's really great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I was talking to my friend Sebastian about this and I was like, you know, Sebastian, you really need to come on the podcast. Do you have any, um, like, significant anniversaries coming up? And he was like, as a matter of fact, <laughs> right about now, I have one. And then I started, like, freaking out, and I was running around in circles in the living room and being so excited. And I was like, this is so much better than having Chris Gethard come on because our first our first male guest gets to be my good friend, Sebastian, who we're not going to introduce yet. <laughs> or are we? <laughs> Do you have anything to talk about, Sally? <laughs> uh, I, I did have something to talk about. <laughs> okay. What's the best thing that's happened to you since we last recorded? Um, so I, a couple of days ago, uh, went to the first Right Girl workshop. I started volunteering for them a couple of months ago, but I haven't oh, been yeah. able to go to the monthly workshops. So this was my first one. And it was on blogging, advocacy, and marketing writing. So I was like, I do all of those things. <laughs> I'm like this is the best workshop for me to go to and then I ended up leading those are like three like not necessarily topics that you would think would be together so that's pretty cool yeah um it was called convince me was the name of the workshop. that's so smart and funny <laughs> um so so I ended up being able to lead a session on blogging with actually surprisingly I was supposed to lead it with somebody else and then the thing got switched around and I ended up doing it with somebody who I met a year ago at the bustle meetup when I used to write for bustle they had an LA meetup um and I met her there and so it was really random because she she's not a right girl volunteer she works at the space where we were at um so that was pretty cool because then we got to like catch up and I think it's fun to know more people of color in LA so 
it was cool. We like just got to kind of hang out and I got paired with a mentee. I mean, it was basically like the best day ever because I got to, <laughs> I got paired with a mentee, which like sometimes you have to wait a while before you're paired with someone. So I got paired with someone at my first workshop. So that was really cool. And then she's like the best teenager I've ever met. Um, <laughs> and I got to see Kim because she's a volunteer, Kim, friend of the podcast. <laughs> and so it was basically the very best day of well, I was going to say of my whole life, that's probably not accurate, but it felt that way. And like that <laughs> night when I was home alone, because Justin was like working, uh, then I, I was just like crying tears of joy. I was like, my life is so amazing. It's the very <laughs> best. How did I get here? I'm so excited. It was great. Mm, so that, that's, that's so funny. Thing. I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> That's it. That's my story. We can we can welcome Sebastian now if you want. Okay. <laughs> All right. So our guest this week is my friend Sebastian. Hi, Sebastian. Hi, Sebastian. Hey, what's up? How's everyone doing? <laughs> it sounded like you were like starting a stand-up set. <laughs> I just I had to make sure everyone knew I was here and I was ready to do it. <laughs> I wanted to make sure my first intro line had a lot of energy. Yeah, it was really good. spot yeah. on. Thanks. Nailed it. um that's awesome i did listen to everything that you two just said and uh (laughs) when tyler literally was jumping and running around and i was it was in the morning was in the morning or at night when that was at night oh yeah i was uh i remember just being a little out of it i think i was a little (laughs) high and (laughs) yeah i think we were both a little high (laughs) i was definitely like pretty chill on the couch (laughs) i was like yeah hell yeah i'll do that and you were running around i was like oh this is awesome (laughs) i I literally said yeah i said to sebastian i was like are you serious because if you're serious i'm gonna let myself get really excited right now And I said, yeah. And then she let herself. <laughs> Which is a sight to be seen. Everybody's got to. If Tyler says, I'm going to let myself get excited, everyone go, okay, I want you to get excited because it's going to be fun. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Anyway, so it's. I think we should say, before we go any further, that Sebastian is one of my boyfriend Matt's best friends. So... I always get jealous when they hang out without me. <laughs> Shut up. No way. No, it's like, I like, I understand sometimes you guys need your space uh, to just be, you know, friends with of each course. other. But. <laughs> well, yeah, I've known Matt since I was like a little boy. Yeah. And so, but I'm really excited now because now you're here just to hang out with me. <laughs> no, and that's so nice. And it's, that's it's... the first time we've ever hung out without Matt, I think. I think so too. That's really nice. Wow, that's amazing. And you're... other than sitting at the bar when Matt's bartending, that kind of counts. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we've definitely talked a lot. It's not yeah. like a lack of hanging out. Yeah, you're but right. You're right. It's just. I'm just glad you're here. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah, I'm glad I'm here too. You know, it's really nice. <laughs> oh, okay. So, should we like officially start? We should start. All right. All right. So, Sebastian, <laughs> I want to invite you to close your eyes. Okay, I'm doing it. And take a few deep breaths. And get, you know, a little quieter inside. And think back to a year ago today. And all that you were thinking and feeling. And then when you're really immersed in that, share with us in one word how you feel. 
I would say prepared. Mm. Wow. That's a good word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. weird to do. No, it's so funny. I had this moment. <laughs> I just had this moment where I was like, oh my God. I was like, can boys do this? <laughs> Of course we like, can. Like, I know boys can do this. Matt does it all the time. But I just had this moment of like, oh, my God, this is the first guy that we've ever really had on. And then my heart was like, and then my heart was like, calm down. Everything's fine. I took it and really seriously. And then you said prepared. I yeah, closed no, my good. eyes. And I oh, I could hear nothing. And I just tried to think what I felt. And I thought prepared. And then I tried to fight it. Because mm. I was like, that doesn't seem like the right word for this scenario. But then I said, why should I not say that word if that's what I thought of? Yeah, I think that's a gorgeous word, and I'm excited to talk more about it. Um, mm -hmm. but, and I guess I'll tell everybody else what we're talking about. <laughs> so a year ago today, or thereabouts, we didn't want Sebastian to look up the exact date because I was like, I don't really care when it happened. You're coming on the podcast. So <laughs> approximately a year ago today. Um Sebastian, at the age of 26, moved out of his mom's house yeah. and dad's house. And dad's. And it's her, it's, she runs yeah. that shit, though. Let's be honest. <laughs> so funny. I was like, I know it's just, I, we think of it as your mom's house. But yeah, so he moved out of his mom's house and officially moved in with his amazing girlfriend, Lindsay. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah, it was literally awesome. It was amazing to do. And I was like super ready to do that. Yeah, prepared. So I want to know more about like how how you were prepared. Because when you said that at first, I had I had a little bit of a sensation of like you can be prepared and you can feel totally ready for something, or you can be kind of prepared in that I feel like you're bracing for something a little bit. Hmm, that's interesting. Because I guess like I I guess I felt a little bit of both. Mm. You know. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I guess I would want to start talking about like why I lived at home for so long. Yeah. And that was like a choice of mine. Uh, obviously it's a choice. Uh, and like living with your parents till that age, isn't always the easiest choice and it's not like the most glamorous choice, but I did that in order so I wouldn't have to get like a regular job. So I could just pursue, um, like my art and, uh, like doing comedy and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that was like so important for me. So I spent so many years like uh, having to like know that I was like sacrificing one part of my life in order to pursue this other part of my life. Mm -hmm. And so I spent years of like I would go to the city to do shows and then have to like uh, before I had a car to drive back and forth, I would take the express bus back and forth and that would be an hour and a half both ways. So sometimes I was traveling three hours to do 10 minutes of oh. something. Hmm. Gosh, the links that we'll go to yeah. for our art. <laughs> yeah. I know. And it was like, and I remember like thinking like as I was doing that, like as I was waiting for the bus or some nights I would like have to stand on the bus to go home uh, because it, the bus would be so full. So I would stand for an hour and a half to uh. get home. <laughs> and like it was just, and I would have like a bad show. And I, mm. and I would just think uh, one day this won't be, I'm like working hard. So one day I won't have to like do this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I guess I was like, I put in, I sacrificed a lot so I could pursue comedy because I knew that was what was important to me. Mm -hmm. 
I uh, also because I before that I went to school for engineering and oh. I like left the engineering program because I realized that wasn't fulfilling me. Mm. So I knew I needed like a creative outlet in my life in order to be fulfilled. So that's like a big moment for me. And kind of like I realized, oh, my happiness comes before like other stuff in in my life, like money or like status amongst other people, what they might think about me and stuff like that. So um, I knew that I would always be happier living at home, pursuing what I wanted than like having a job living in the city uh like more people my age uh and not being and not pursuing what i want full time mm-hmm. yeah yeah somebody once said to matt like if you're an actor who bartends on the side you're not an actor you're a bartender yeah i get that but that's hard too because yeah. you need to make a living where you put your energy yes so this is what you're saying it's like you made this sacrifice so that you could put all your energy toward becoming the thing you want to become yeah which was like i everyone i i it was so weird because not only people that didn't do comedy didn't get that but sometimes people that did do comedy didn't get how far i would go to get to the city to do it and then Mm -hmm. go home Mm-hmm. There was almost like a judgment for that. And then you would second guess yourself. Am I good enough to be like putting in all this time and like trying to figure this out? <laughs> it's like a very weird feeling. And you kind of have to have this like this blind, like arrogant ignorance about yourself to be like, I am, <laughs> even when you're not. Because you, you, you know there's something inside of you that I one can day feel could it. Be. I'm great. I'm great. <laughs> Yeah, it's I'm not, meant to succeed. It's like a little seed, and you're like, it's gonna, it's gonna grow. I swear to God. <laughs> and like, it's hard to convince people that, and it's hard to be like to sacrifice all that when you have literally nothing to show for it. Yeah, well, and it can be challenging to keep that in mind yourself, or to to stay connected to that. Of course, and, and it was challenging. I yeah. would fantasize not living at home all the time Mm -hmm. but then i like just didn't want to have to get a job so i wouldn't have to like do comedy i mean i would have like little part-time jobs i worked at the theater or i like before that i like tutored a little bit or until i was able to like not have to do that Mm -hmm. and that was also a time when i first met you tyla was when i was still living at home and i would sleep at your boyfriend's house all the time (laughs) yeah yeah all the time and like matt was so great about that he like knew what i was doing and like and like i don't think he cared and we had a good time and that was like such a (laughs) a safe haven for me to get away from my house for a little bit sometimes good i'm so glad yeah well so obviously you're doing all this back and forth and you're putting so much energy into your comedy. And at that point, like, because really we have a couple of tales to weave together to understand this whole story. So I need to, I need to know how this romance between you and Lindsay unfolded when I know you weren't having a lot of time and energy to devote toward dating. Oh my God. This is what I get. Well, you can't tell the story without telling that part of the story. I know. Oh God. What did I agree to? Jesus. Uh, I was texting Lindsay this morning and I was, or was that today? I don't know when it was, but I was like, did you know Sebastian's coming on? She's like, should be a good listen. <laughs> oh my God. Don't she, she's awesome. <laughs> uh, 
I guess so. She does uh, comedy stuff too, and um, I uh, I met her out. Uh, I was so when I was doing comedy, I got a job working at the a comedy theater in the city, and I would do like uh, crowd control or basically stand outside and let people go into the theater and go out. You know, you're like a comedy bouncer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. I don't use the word bouncer because I don't want your audience to get an image of me. I swear I'm a nice man. <laughs> I don't want them to think this is a horrible. He's like a guy. teddy bear. Yeah, yeah, I'm a nice guy. <laughs> and uh, so I was working there, and she uh, she like came to uh, come watch a show, and she couldn't get into the show because uh, someone was having had a heart attack. at the show and she was late so she was standing outside and it was just me her and her friend and she ended up like having to stand outside for the full hour and we just like talked the whole time (gasps) i don't think i've ever heard this story really (laughs) yeah yeah so because of all like uh because of the person like getting sick and have the ambulance having to come uh, she ended up having to stay and talk to me for a long time Wow. I love this story. And I mean, then, the universe was really conspiring in your favor, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it really was. And in her favor, too. Oh, hell yeah. You better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, and then I think, like, a few days went by, and then, like, I sent her a Facebook message being, like, like just, like, being weird, you know? Uh, and I was like, hey, what's up? <laughs> And I was like, oh, I'm going to this party tonight. Uh, uh, I'm going. Are you going to this party at this dude's house tonight? And then she was like, no, I wasn't invited. And I was like, oh, oh that's too bad. <laughs> and then she goes, why don't you invite me? <laughs> and so then I did. And then, Wow, I yeah. like that. That's, that's sexy. She doesn't fool around. No, no, she... Uh, she told me what what it, what's good <laughs> um and then i like remember i wasn't actually going to the party i so and i had to like <laughs> i know i know and i like took off work so i could at the theater to go to the party that night um <laughs> and then the whole night i like instead of like talking to her the whole time i was like talking to other people and trying to seem cool <laughs> Oh. I talked to her a bunch, but then I, I made sure not to. <laughs> I made sure I wanted to. I wanted to know. You, you wanted know, to give her just enough. Just a little bit, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just enough to get her interested. Yeah, and then um, after that, we like we just talked then nonstop till we started dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that happened pretty fast. So now at that point, you guys were dating and you were still living at home. Yeah. And what was that like? That was, um, that was actually pretty easy. <laughs> that was like actually in a way like a nice thing. And that kind of, um, that probably prevented me from moving out of my house earlier. Because I guess I hit a point where I was kind of doing enough comedy stuff that I could have moved out, but I wanted to wait until it was us moving in together. Mm. I love that. 
Ugh, I love this. Everything that's happening. I like haven't stopped smiling since we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good story. Yeah, it's it's like simple. It's nothing like unheard of, but it's just like it's nice. So I like I like I knew I hit a point where I was like I'm okay, I'm doing okay enough with comedy stuff. I could move out, but I just want to make sure that I didn't want to live just with a couple of other people, you know? Mm-hmm. I like wanted my next move to be like to a, a new home in a way. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of big change all at one time though. Like leaving the comfort of your home, which like I'm sure while it can be annoying to live at home, there's also yeah. some perks. Um, oh, hell yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I got my good <laughs> Santa Island mother, you know, <laughs> exactly. always in the fridge. Mm. Always. I would come home to oh, no matter what, there would be a plate in the fridge. <laughs> there would be something for me to eat in the fridge. My laundry would get done. I wouldn't have to stress about anything. That's, I mean, that's pretty nice. So you were leaving that behind and then you were about to move in with a significant other, which living with someone is such a big experience. Yes. And I never did that before. So Right. Oh my God. So what were you feeling when you're like having all these, like, I'm leaving all this stuff is comfortable. I'm going into this kind of uncomfortable new situation. Like, Ah, that's how I'm feeling right now as I think about it. Sure. It's scary. It's like scary because it's a a commitment to someone. Mm -hmm. It's also a a leaving behind of a person of who you were. Mm -hmm. It's like saying I'm ready to be done with this part of my life and move on to the next part, Uh which is... Uh, sometimes like I look back and wish I like did the fun silly stuff I did when I was a kid but then like I only wish that for a moment which is nice Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that like everyone it's not like bad to wish that for a for like a moment I would never want to live that life again I was totally like ready to move on past like that type of life I was ready to like grow up a little bit but um it is like scary to like be like okay i'm done with that part of me because like moving in with a person like i also used to smoke weed a ton and Mm -hmm. now i probably smoke weed not as much at all anymore or really like drink as much or like do anything like that you know Mm -hmm. there's something about like living with someone when you both like are trying to um grow as people you actually it's easier to like mm-hmm. do better things for yourself. Yeah, you support each other. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't like when I lived at home with my parents, I would just go home and smoke weed at night and then watch TV and fall asleep mm-hmm. and just like eat crappy food. And like, because that's very easy to get in that routine because what's stopping you, you know? Mm-hmm. And b- because sometimes it's hard to like, when it's just you alone, like you need to like, it's hard to self care or like care about sometimes you need someone else to like push you up a little bit. At least Mm -hmm. I know I do. And, um, I definitely like when, uh, since moving in and like having that, that's definitely been a part of the, that situation, which has been amazing. It's like, it helps. She helps me become a better me. Oh, Oh gosh, this is this great. is incredible. <laughs> Am I being I'm... honest enough for a boy? Yes, you're doing a great job for a boy. <laughs> Shut up! No Talking way. about your feelings. 
No, it's so great. Um, yeah, and I also think that we were like both ready. I was staying over her house like four or five nights a week. So at a yeah. certain point, it's like I'm just, I'm just stealing rents from her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, hey, buddy. Yeah. Um how how did that like conversation unfold between you guys? Like, did was it? natural and organic and it came up and you were both ready or was there some period of conversation in which you guys had to really feel into it well just like um the the facebook messaging she's pretty blunt <laughs> so i think at one point she was just like she's like when are you gotta move in you know mm-hmm. and i like push i, I like get shy and i was like i can't i can't um <laughs> i can't and because money was always like a stress for me and she was always like uh, so respectful of like that i wanted to get be able to like support myself just through like teaching uh like coaching improv and like doing acting stuff and Mm -hmm. comedy stuff um and not having to have a job so i was like really waiting till that happened till i was able to move out Mm -hmm. and so i like pushed back and then I, you know, it's it sucks about this industry. There was, unless I had a regular job, there never would have been uh, like unless I got a regular job on a TV show, um, there never would have been a moment where I would have been financially secure. Mm-hmm. So at a certain point, I just had to do it. Oh my gosh, this is really reminding me. Have Have you guys seen a Muppet Christmas Carol? Of course. No. Of okay. course. <laughs> so this is that story, that heartbreaking story. Of Ebenezer Scrooge when he has the girl that he's in love with. Oh my god, the least and favorite part keeps, of the movie. Oh my god, that song <laughs> is so sad. It's the song about when love is gone. Ugh, it's so sad. But that's the thing that you you have just said that so eloquently, and now I'm resorting to the Muppets. <laughs> no, the but, Muppets are beautiful. Are you can Yeah, it's. That it's is like my favorite Christmas Carol out of all the versions. Me too. I love it so much. I watch I it every soundtrack. single year. Me After too. All, there's oh. only one more sleep till <laughs> Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> That's yeah, the best yeah. part. That song, actually, I love that song. Oh so much. my god, I sing it. I sing that on Christmas Eve as uh, a grown man. Me too. I always do. There's only one more sleep till Christmas. Ah, oh, Sebastian, I didn't know we had this in common. We <laughs> <laughs> did. That. It makes sense. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so there's this thing that I think we can do by default, which is to say, okay, as soon as I have this milestone, then I'll be happy. Like, then I'll do the thing that I truly want to do that's, like, move out. Or, like, in that case of the Muppet Christmas Carol, it was, like, I'll marry the girl as soon as I hit this milestone. And I think it's often about being financially solvent. Yeah, it's if money is hard. If we wait until we're financially solvent to live our lives, we may end up never living them. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. You know it's 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 scary how much that runs stuff. Like money is, you need it, and it like holds people back from doing things. Of, of like well, actually making themselves happy. It can. It well, can. but you. You didn't let it. No, a hundred percent, and that's really why <laughs> I lived at home because yeah. I wasn't gonna let money like take away my like love for comedy. Yeah, and I was. I've... Yeah, I wasn't gonna let money like not let me move in here. Exactly, same same thing in two different experiences. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I, because I guess like I, I just realized I had an internship 
at, when I was an engin when I worked for like this engineering firm in college, and I like made decent money, and I just wasted my money on drugs, mm. and yeah. like uh, or like going out and partying, and like you know that like fucking sucked. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah, you feel you don't feel alive. Mm-hmm. No, and I like so I like couldn't care less. I mean, like. I I always want more, it's like some more money so I could do more fun stuff. But like that's the only reason why. It's not like I I'm desperately <laughs> like would sac I wouldn't sacrifice my well being for money at this point. Yeah. While you were saying that, I was just thinking about how like for fun we do stuff like go to Dallas barbecue, which is like <laughs> so cheap and lowbrow. I know, but you got it because it's not about going there. It's about right. hanging out. Right. Yeah, of course, and like. Uh, it's it's awesome. Like when I go see Matt, we usually do nothing, mm -hmm. and that's like I uh, we I went when I saw him last. I just went over your house, and we played yeah. video games. The other night when I got so excited. Yeah, yeah. The other <laughs> night when you got so excited because both of us were like, "Oh yeah, we don't have a lot of money. Let's just chill," and that was honestly better than doing something big. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just being present with the other person and enjoying being in their energy. Which you could do at any price point. <laughs> yeah. Or you could not do at any price point. You could yeah. be at the most expensive thing in the world and not be having a fun time. Yeah. Of course. Solid choice. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a question come up, and I don't know if you're going to have a memory of this or not, but I'm going to trust myself and ask it. Right. What is the, like, funniest... You know how, like, when something kind of bad happens, but it feels, like, silly or funny... Like somebody stubs their toe or not that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why this is so complicated to say. But like, I guess a mishap. What's the funniest or like most enjoyable mishap that you had either like in the process of moving in or in the process of working on the apartment together? Um, I would say it was probably when I told my mother I was moving out. Oh, I'm nervous what you're going to so, say. What did she say? I, I go, uh, so like, because we decided and I like knew for a little bit and I was like waiting to tell her because like, honestly, I'm a grown up and it's like, it's part of her business, but it's not her decision, right? Um, yeah, your mom has a, how would you describe your mother briefly? Uh, extremely overbearing, uh, manipulative with love. <laughs> she Great. definitely loves you a lot. She does. And I love her, but it's it's um it's like she pulls you in to tell you what's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now that we have a little bit of a feeling for your mom, continue uh -huh. with your story. Uh so I go I go um I tell her I can say ma I'm moving in I'm going to move out. I'm going to move in with Lindsay and without like taking a breath she goes, "No you're not." No you're not. <laughs> I go, what? I literally start laughing. I go, what do you mean? No, I'm not. And she goes, absolutely not. You're living here. And then she, I go, mom, I, this is not a discussion. I'm telling you. And she goes, we're not talking about this. And then like, <laughs> we didn't talk about it. And then later she called me and she goes, I'm going to take you to Ikea. We're going to get you some new furniture. Oh. <laughs> oh, mom. So she just needed her moments to process it, what's going on. That's so sweet, though. Yeah, she just couldn't handle it. She's like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. It was just because I was the last one that lived at home. Yeah. So uh. now it's just her and my dad. 
So, and I think that's probably for, I have to also like remember this and I like didn't, I really didn't think about this till now. It was like me leaving. I was like closing the door on uh, one chapter of my life, but like by me doing that, I was closing the door on a chapter of their life too. Mm-hmm. A chapter which I'm sure they've loved so much, like yeah. raising you guys. I'm sure that was like, I mean, that was their life. Mm-hmm in like a beautiful way it was like the family and so like i'm sure that's like hard and like it's um, everyone's heard like when like the kids leave they like married couples find each other again so i mean they they love each other which is very nice um i have like a good example of that stuff but um i'm sure they had to like find their footing again mm-hmm. yeah do you feel like your relationship with one or both of them has shifted since he moved out? Yeah, it's gotten better. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because um, it's more, uh, it, I like created more uh, uh, boundaries and like barriers and like like set up like we can't, this can't be, this can't be, you know? And like mm-hmm. our relationship isn't about like, we ch- it's not as much of mundane, like day-to-day stuff. And it's more about like bigger stuff. So you get to enjoy each other more. Dealing with day-to-day stuff with someone is hard. In a way. Where did you? How did you learn how to set boundaries? Um, I guess through like wanting to set boundaries for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, so for like me talking about my mother to everyone, and everyone going, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> and me just knowing I had to. Literally, like, and my dad, like, like just being like, you know, you just got to tell your mother you can't, she can't do that. <laughs> and so finally, one day you were like, all right, I'm doing it. Well, I, it's not <laughs> From like now I on, it. it's I'm not having like I boundaries. didn't tell her that a ton in the past. It was that finally, I guess she realized that, like, I wasn't, she wasn't going to have access to me all the time. Like, no matter what, at the end of the day, she would have like she would have seen me or I would have been in her house so she mm-hmm. could do whatever she wanted then right all of a sudden it was like not uh, this is weird to say but it was like a choice for us to talk to each other yeah mm-hmm. I mean that's I mean it was internally you really shifted yeah you know yeah so it was like uh it is all of a sudden it became a relationship that she couldn't just say whatever she wanted to mm-hmm. it was something that she knew that she needed to give and pull. And I also like being in a relationship with a, uh, a person that you love, like you end up learning how to communicate your feelings better with people. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that the one thing that um, I always, I think I regress back to a different person when I'm around them. I used to at least. And like, I, I didn't like that, especially around like, um, Lindsay, who knew me as this other, like, adult person, like, a person <laughs> with confidence who, like, uh, like was focused on their career and, like, like was loving and uh, was fun and, like, would joke around a lot and I would re- regress back when I would see them. And so at a certain point, I, I guess I noticed that I would do that, especially when you feel both sides of you in a room when you're with her and your family. Um. So then you're able to kind of be like, oh, I feel how I'm two people. And I think we're all multiple people, but, like, uh, sometimes 
I have to remember, oh, I closed the door on that part of my life. I'm like moving forward. I officially have to do that not only by physically moving out, but by how I'm behaving with them. You are like striking such a chord with me right now. (laughs) 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 You're putting words to something that Matt and I have also been through. Um, but it got to a point where instead of just letting it be okay, that sometimes we're two people and I could see him regress a little bit sometimes in certain situations, I got to a point where I started throwing a tantrum and like demanding that he start being all of himself all the time. Uh, yeah. It's, and that's- Cause hearing you describe it, it's like, the, like what you just said is exactly the same thing. And just so interesting. Cause you and I are like, close but we haven't ever talked about this really no um no we never talked about this and i also i i do think that sometimes people bring other sides out of you which aren't bad yeah like yeah 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 um but this the side of me that was coming out was bad well it's like talking not even bad but like talking about things that are no longer truly in alignment with who you are Mm mm-hmm that's what it feels like when we talk about like quote unquote regression. It's, it's like slipping into old patterns that don't actually reflect the person that you are today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's interesting because, sorry about that. Lindsay walked in the room. Oh my <laughs> God. I, 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 was, I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no. I love it when someone's just talking and all of a sudden they hit mute. You're like, hello. Where did she go? <laughs> Clearly something happened. Um, she's leaving for uh, work. So she had to grab something. Um, what was that? Oh, what was I going to say? What were you just talking about? I'm sorry. I don't remember. Um, you were talking about, uh, regressing into old uh past into old oh yeah years. slipping in old like default patterns yeah I, and i think that sometimes you need someone else to point that out for you that mm-hmm. you're doing that and i sometimes like you want to grow out of that and that's like good because you are never the person you were uh, uh like a while ago that influences who you are now but you are not that person anymore Mm-hmm. And so you don't want to like regress into those modes. And I think it's just from like trains behavior. Oh, when I'm around this person, this is how I act. Mm-hmm. So even before you uh, actually like are able to react as yourself in the moment, you go, oh, this is what's happening. This is what I do when this is happening. So yeah. I was like feeling that with my mother and I'm sure Matt was feeling that with Ed, uh, whatever situation that was, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, and that's just something that like, you have to work on and I think like being with someone that's open and honest with me and and, like we talk about that stuff helped me to like grow into that and it's so nice because like seeing my family is like really nice now yeah it's so interesting because first you have to become aware of the pattern or the habit and sometimes you do need somebody else to help you do that but once you're aware of it I feel like it shifts on its own which is great (laughs) <laughs> and but it hurts yeah to become aware yeah it and well, that's not like a fun thing to be like oh i i do this thing wrong but like i think what makes great people is is not the ability not to be wrong ever it's the ability to admit that they're wrong 
Because mm-hmm. once you like admit that you're wrong, that's when you actually are able to like grow and change out of that. Mm-hmm. And there's even like a a further shift that you can make in the way you approach things where it's like, not only am I like willing to be proven wrong, but I'm kind of looking to be proven wrong. Like I'm constantly looking around to see like, how might I do this better? Um, Yeah. And like, and that's, that's what growing is about. mm -hmm. It's about like, Oh, I've been doing this for a while. What's what, what can I improve? It's Mm -hmm. improvement. And I think like, What's hard is people don't want to feel that moment of like, I'm not perfect or I'm not doing everything right. I feel that moment all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's more like, all right, I'm not perfect. It's okay. I'm not perfect. Well, I think the more that you feel it, you, you probably are comfortable with failure. Then. Yeah. And failure is what grows, uh, like helps you grow. Mm-hmm. Like just through doing comedy, I had to fail constantly. Yeah. And it's like public yeah. failure. It's not um, – it's like one of the only art forms that you can't fail. Like a piano player could fail in their house for years. But mm-hmm. like for a comedy person, especially like when you're performing, all you – your only option to do it is in front of people. So I like – in a great way, I think I've learned how to like fail in order to grow at something. I have a question for you about that. Um, yeah. Did you feel like because you kind of had that experience in comedy that it was easier to be willing to fail inside your relationship? Because I feel like it's the same thing where it's like you have to be willing to like admit that you're wrong and want to do it better in order to have a relationship as successful as the one you're having. Sure. I mean, I think that both of us are involved in, in comedy. So both of us are able to like listen to each other and like admit when we're wrong and both of our like concerns are literally like uh how the other person is feeling you know and Mm -hmm. like making sure like oh wait what i did affected you let me figure out how not to do that to affect you in that way again we always like we know that we're gonna have problems and issues forever you know yeah, it's interesting because it feels like you got a lot of these tools from being involved in comedy, and that's such a that's such a cool thing. Yeah, well, I think I I think it's I got a lot I got a lot of these tools from like I think it could come from anything, but I think it comes from something that you have a passion for that you like try and try and try, um, no matter what happens in front of you. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like it's just about like being okay with. Like, loving something greater than yourself, in a way. Like, putting it before you. And in a lot of senses, I did that with comedy consistently. Besides, like, uh, living at home and stuff like that, I all my nights uh, would be taken. So I, like, wasn't able to hang out a lot and do stuff like that. And um, so I was constantly putting comedy a little bit before, like, other parts of my life. So I learned how to, like build something up and grow something which is like a great skill to go from like a novice to someone that's like okay it's like is knowledgeable you know i think that's like (laughs) something that people should learn how to do in their life and usually people like kind of sort of do that i guess with their college career but i feel like people just kind of land in a career Mm -hmm. also i have no idea what people (laughs) 
<laughs> I couldn't be further away from that shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel all that. Um, so what was it like for you? Because I know what it, I felt like moving in with someone. Because uh, also when I, I like your relationship changes when you move in with somebody, you know, mm-hmm. in a in like a great way, in a way that makes you closer, but in a way that you like have to make adjustments. But for you, you already lived with Matt when you guys started dating. Mm-hmm. So that must have, like, you didn't have that experience then. No, we already knew how to live together, but we didn't know how to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So while most people have to make the adjustment of learning how to live together, we had to make the adjustment of learning how to be in a relationship with each other. And that was challenging because we went from zero to 60, basically, you know, yeah. we, we were f- close friends who were secretly emotionally involved until, you know, we slept together and then we were just together <laughs> <laughs> and we've been together ever since. So, um, it was actually really challenging and I, it's like we were having the same conversations that you would have, like you never put the toilet paper roll back on and it drives me crazy might be something that would come up when you move in with someone, but instead it would be like deeper things. Like how do we navigate when we do and don't want to spend time together without hurting each other's feelings (laughs) because we live in the same space. Of course. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's, that's hard. I mean, we had to have that discussion too. Mm -hmm. And yeah, because I think when you, you move in with somebody, all of a sudden your lives become one more. And then you go, wait, I want to still have my own stuff too. Yeah. And maybe what happened with us is that we just, I guess maybe the little stuff like the toilet paper can kind of be a distraction from the bigger, more emotional questions. And it's like, we didn't have any of those distractions because we already knew how it worked to live together. So we immediately had to get into really big emotional conversations, which I think ultimately is part of what has made our relationship so strong. Sure. It's it's usually the the hard stuff that like brings you closer together. Mm -hmm. Well, I had to learn the little shit too, please. I am (laughs) a fucking disaster when it comes to living. (laughs) What do you do that drives Lindsay crazy? Uh, Well, I'm like slowly learning. Well, right now, the big thing that she fucking hates, I'm like whispering, even though she's out of the house. Uh, like, and she can't like just listen to this, or whatever. <laughs> but I'll whisper it in case she can't hear it. Uh, what I Lindsay, do now if you're that, listening, plug your ears. Yeah, don't listen to this, Lindsay. Um, what drives her crazy is like so on my side of the bed. I like, I put my jean. I put like a pair of jeans and my sweatshirt next to my bed, so they'll be like, and my shoes. So next to my bed, they'll be like a pot, like a small pile of stuff. And she hates that. She can't stand it. She, she, Why? Because she just likes the room to look neat. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like, she's not like flipping out about it. She, is it a like, neat pile or is it all just like thrown there? No, it's totally my fault. It's a disaster. <laughs> I, I literally, I was, I really undersold it when. <laughs> it's probably right now, it's probably a jacket, two sweatshirts, two pairs of jeans and two shoes. <laughs> See, I like how you frame it. Like you're like, it makes it sound like the way you paint the picture. This is what I saw. It's like 
a pair of shoes laid neatly and then like a <laughs> pair of pants very neatly folded on top of the shoes with like a pair of underwear so that when you go to get dressed you can just like daintily put your clothes on and then on like a heaping pile of clothing in the floor. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to walk to my my side <laughs> of the bed. So I Justin I, I has am like a, a pile of clothes on his side of the bed, which like I'm always like, how do you sleep? Like, he sleeps with like it at, on the bed. The, no, yeah. it's on. Oh, you, your boyfriend does that. Yeah, yeah. Really? It's, yeah, it's wow. like, 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 how does this work? I mean, I can put like one or two things at the foot of the bed, but it's fine. I'm, I can still move around. He'll have like an entire pile of clothes. Oh my like, god! For like all of the clothes that he's worn throughout the course of the week will be on the bed. <laughs> well, I guess the big Sally, you is... don't. This doesn't bother you. Well, it's fine. It's just like I just get confused. I'm like, how, how, how does this work? <laughs> also, because I'm like, we have a chair in the bedroom, so like, you, I, my thing is always like, well, I'll just put my clothes on the chair. Mm. I don't put it on the bed. I don't know. Do you guys live funny. together? Yeah. I have a question for everybody. <laughs> Great. This is a round robin. Oh my god. <laughs> is there any like snack that you only really eat when the other person's not around? Yeah. Oh, it's not even a snack. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's ricotta. <laughs> what? Ricotta cheese. Just on its own? Yeah. <laughs> I just go in the kitchen, I'll take a spoonful of that Like find a spoonful? Oh my god, that's yeah. funny. Oh my god, I'm obsessed and I feel like it's kind of gross to eat that. Um, So I do it when she's not around. <laughs> Sometimes I'll put, uh, like, um, oh, my God. I've even had it with, like, parsnip chips. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, just, like, a little <laughs> cheese on the, like, put a little dollop on, on the cheese. Oh, my God. What do you have, Sally? Um, I think I usually have ice cream when he's not around. Or maybe I'll, like, drink wine because he doesn't mm. drink. And he doesn't mm-hmm. eat ice cream. <laughs> so I feel like they're just, like, not things that he enjoys. So... I don't really do it when he's around. I mean, I don't not do it when he's around. I, there's plenty of times that I've had wine or ice cream when he's around. But I tend to do it if it's, like, the middle of the afternoon and he's not going to be home for a bit. Then I'm like, this is a great time to have some ice cream or some wine. That's so funny. Drinking wine and eating ice cream are two of mine and Matt's, like, main activities <laughs> <laughs> together that we do together. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, well, mine's graham crackers with peanut butter. Oh, that's not bad. Why don't you? Why don't you have that with him? In I don't know. Hair? I just don't ever really think of it when he's around. It's not like I'm trying to hide it. It's just something I only eat when I'm alone. I mean, that seems really tasty. I feel like he he wouldn't want to partake in that. I mean, he might. Yeah, he definitely would. <laughs> I feel bad because both of yours were so nice and sweet, and mine was just soft cheese. <laughs> No, the other thing that I do I admitted to eating. <laughs> when Matt's not around, I'll just have cheese and crackers for dinner. Like Oh please. Two, oh, one t- yeah, at least yeah, one yeah. out of every two times that Matt's not around and I have to feed myself is just eat cheese and crackers. If I have like <laughs> if there are cookies around, but Justin like yells at me about this all the time. I'll like just have those for breakfast because if he's not here to make me like eggs and chorizo, I'm like, Well, there's this bag of cookies here. <laughs> I'm just gonna have some cookies for breakfast. <laughs> well, that is another nice thing about like living with somebody. You end up like cooking better things. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. you end up like making good meals together and like eating healthier stuff. Yeah, yeah that's true. So true. Which is like really nice. 
because like when she's not around, uh, I could like eat whatever I want. Yes, I can when she's around. That was so funny. I just mean like, like it's not like. Oh, I know that she wants, she likes asparagus, so let's eat, she'll want, like, uh, lettuce or something, and I'll be like, all right, well, I'll eat lettuce. It's like, it feels mm-hmm. easier to go with that flow than just be like, oh, f- let's eat this. Yeah, I mean, if I still lived alone, I would just eat, like, mac and cheese and rice aroni every day. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, it's very tasty, and it's easy to make. <laughs> and Justin's yeah. like, oh, I got this chicken, I was thinking that we could do this and that, and, like, we haven't made this in a while, and, like, I pulled the shrimp out of the freezer, so, like, let's have shrimp tonight. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm not having mac and cheese and rice aroni. <laughs> That's how Matt is, too. Oh, Matt's such a good cook. That's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Uh, all right, I have two... Well, I don't know. I have two more questions that I know of. <laughs> uh, one is, what has been the most challenging thing since you and Lindsay have moved in together? Um, Probably the, what you were talking about, like finding space and time for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, Finding, like, your own, like, find making sure that you take care of yourself and like find get your own you time and stuff like that um and it's because it's like kind of hard we both do comedy so i like see her at we're both like entrenched in the same like world and stuff like that so it's not like we leave we don't have day jobs so neither of us get up and leave the house and like wait all day to see each other at nighttime we could if we if we both have like a slow week, we could spend the whole week together. Mm-hmm. So um, that's just and how like I think we've gotten better at that is just through like communicating with each other about that. Yeah. Being like, oh, I I would love to, I I need to have me time and like there's little stuff like I have uh, a video game system now, so like she knows like. I think if I'm rocking out, that like, oh, Sebastian's rocking out, you know? (laughs) Let him do his thing. Yeah, and she watches uh, her, like, she watches Vanderpump Rules and The Housewives. (laughs) And I go, oh, she's watching those shows. I'm going to go chill inside and let her be, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, and we kind of learned that. And also then, like, I also, like, try to, we both try to get out of the house and see people, you know? Mm -hmm. So, which is nice. But, so funny. I'm realizing how similar y'all's life is to mine and Matt's life. I know. <laughs> I know. I, and uh, it's because we're both like home all the time. Not all the yeah. time, but like we can be home more than like the average person that works in nine to five. That's so funny. All three of us are in couples where we both don't have nine to five. Hey, look at that coincidence. That's funny. That's, I mean, of course. Of course we are. <laughs> We're recording a podcast at 4, four o'clock on a Monday. Of course, all of us don't have traditional job structures. <laughs> so funny. Um, what was my other question going to be? You didn't get it. It was going to be, what is your favorite memory of this last year, you and Lindsay living together? From the whole year? Yeah, when you when you look back and you're like, what is the one time where I felt the absolute happiest, like I could just die? Uh, this is hard because there's a lot of memories that make me feel different things. 
Like there's different happinesses, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of times when I have to, if I have to leave before her and I get up and she's sleeping and I like give her a kiss and I leave, that just feels so nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just like, um, it makes you feel like, uh, just, um, I don't it's I can't put a word to it you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. it's just uh, like s- sad to leave but knowing that something is here always or something mm-hmm. it's and that's uh, like not even like a, a moment that's that's just like a, it's just a feeling yeah and that's something that I guess I I never really experienced and there was like a week uh there was a few weeks where I was working Actually, like, two months I was working, like, very early pretty often. So I was, like, having to do that. So, and I would get to feel that every day, which was nice. Mm-hmm. The word that is coming through for me is safe. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, hard because as a, as, like, a man, you don't want especially with traditional like outlooks on like on gender norms and relationships you should a man shouldn't feel safety in in a woman uh, like that you know mm-hmm. but i do well i think that's exactly what it's really supposed to feel like of course mm-hmm. and i think that i think that all oh, that's baloney <laughs> that when people don't <laughs> allow themselves to feel that like i lean yeah. on you and you lean on me it should be equal like not always equal, but it should be like sharing of responsibilities and feelings and emotional like balances. Because mm-hmm. I'm emotional as fuck. Please, <laughs> 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 I, I cry constantly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God. goodness! I bet you guys laugh a lot too, though. All the time. <laughs> All the time. She, 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 yeah, she loves that. She says that to me sometimes. She goes. Says what? Uh, I'm so happy that I get to laugh my whole life with you or something like that. Aww. This is the best. That's so sweet. Yeah, and she always goes, nobody, no one has any idea how much we laugh. Because I'm so fucking funny when it's just me and her. You know what? Matt, too. I always tell Matt, I'm like, you could be the most successful comedian in the whole world. You're so funny. Of course. Well, you're just invested in what the other person's doing. So that's why you end up being so funny. Yeah. Ah, so good. Yeah. Yeah. You just feel so much love right now. I know. It's nice. Matt has the best friends. I know, it's true. Matt does have the best friends. I know, it's so funny because I've like lost touch with so many friends from Staten Island. But Mm. Matt is like someone that I will never lose touch with. Mm. You want to know something really cute? What? Hang on, let me feel it and make sure I feel okay to share this. (laughs) I think it's okay. I'll ask him and if he says no, we'll cut it out before this airs, but... (laughs) The other night after you left or like, I don't know when it was, but it was, it was either than like that night when Matt came to bed or the next morning after you left. And I asked Matt what he was like, what he was grateful for from the day. 
and he thought about it for a second. And the thing he said was that you and I both had his headshot as our screensaver on our phones. Yeah. (laughs) And he was like, that made me feel really good. (laughs) So. I love that. He's not going to be embarrassed that you said that. I don't know. <laughs> you, you, uh, he's learning to open up more and more, but I think that. Of course. You know, he's, um, I'm forcing him to talk about his feelings a lot, <laughs> well, a lot more. You have to remember the worlds that we're from isn't yeah. about like opening and saying your feelings. Oh, I know. Yeah, you know. (laughs) If there's one thing I know to be true, it's that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But that's true for all of us, I think. Yes. And that's why I think him and I get along so well is because we want to, in some ways, like, break through that world a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> Sally, we keep doing that exactly the same time. I know, it's great. <laughs> I know, Sebastian's going to start joining in. All right, so, Sebastian, close your eyes. Okay. And think back on the last year of your life, starting with that day when you moved out of your mom's house and the process of moving in, everything that's happened between you and Lindsay, everything that's happened in both of your worlds outside the home. And how you've gotten to share that as a result of living together. And as you feel into all that, share with us in one word how you're feeling now. Um, like satisfied. I feel full, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like like I was waiting for something and it happened and it was everything I guess I hoped it would be. It was hard but like as we said before like knowing that you're doing things wrong and like things that are hard as long as you're open to like why they're hard or like adjusting to like make them better hard things are good so like but I feel like it was great. It's good. Oh, I love all that so much. So the last question is, if you could speak to yourself a year ago today from the person that you are now, what would you say to him? Relax. (laughs) Relax. I mean, I would still say that to me now. (laughs) (laughs) and i try to i feel like that's the most important message for all of us all the time just relax yeah just take Mm -hmm. a breath it's like everything's gonna keep on moving forward and be all right Mm -hmm. sally do you have anything else you've been so quiet no i don't have anything i'm just happy (laughs) (laughs) you just still get it in yeah All right, so Sebastian, if anyone that's listening would like to find you on the internet or see any clips of you anywhere or any of those things, how would they locate you? Cool. Uh, well, I don't have Twitter or Instagram because <laughs> uh, my personal life's mine. <laughs> 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 that's like a conversation I've had with many people. Um, that's a great reason. Yeah, yeah I totally. like refuse to get them. Um, 
if you want, you can check out uh, UCB.com. Uh, uh, there's like a listing of all of my sh- upcoming shows coming up. Or So I perform every Friday night at 10.30 at UCB Chelsea or Friday at 8.30 at the Magnet Theater. Um, then I also have uh, shows randomly throughout, which is listed on those websites. Um, also, uh, you could Google me uh, and a bunch of videos will come up if you want to watch videos of me, Sebastian Canelli. <laughs> Some of them are even filmed in my apartment, oh, and yeah. so Matt's in some of them. Oh my god, yeah, you gotta check them out. Yeah, so now if you want to go see Sebastian and Matt being funny together. Oh <laughs> yeah, you gotta check those out. Uh, Alright, thanks so much for talking to us. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me. Bye. The best. <laughs> Bye. 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 That was so funny. I'll see you tomorrow, alright? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Sally, where can people find you on the internet? People can find me at Sally Simply uh, on all social media or at SallyMercedes.com. What about you? I'm at TylaFowler.com and TylaFowler on all social media. And you can find our podcast a year ago today um, everywhere under the handle a year ago podcast, including our email, which is a year ago podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And if you like our intro outro music, you can follow Zena Hell, Z Y N A H E L. On Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud. Hooray! We did it. All the things. And thank you to our Patreon supporters. You rock. And um, we love all of you. Yes, thank you so much. All right. Is that it? Yep. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Peace out.